Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, live stream church services, and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, verses 13 through 15, called Freedom's Opportunities. Freedom's Opportunities, or Freedom's Fruits this morning. I'd like to go through the text with you. We're going to read from Galatians 5, 13, and we'll read through uh, the end of the chapter, and we'll see how far we get this morning. If you want to stand for the reading of the Word of God, you don't have to, but if you're used to it and you'd enjoy doing that, let's do that right now. Galatians 5, 13 says, You were called, for you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom, Galatians 5, 13, into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. These are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please, 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, 21, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. That is, the list isn't even exhaustive of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, by contrast, 22, the fruit of the Spirit, you have the fruit of the flesh in 19 through 21, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Well, as we often say, may the Lord write his word upon our hearts. And if you stood and you want to sit, you can be seated. Uh, I will tell you, as we get towards the latter part of the message, there's a little bit of adult content in here. For you parents, just so you're aware. But we pick up the idea of freedom's opportunities or freedom's fruits in Galatians 5.13. And you'll notice right off the bat, Paul says, for a connecting transitional word to the previous section. If you look at uh, in verse 1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. So connects us really back to the probably the first 12 verses of chapter 5. You were called to or for the purpose of freedom, brethren. Only don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Go back to 5.6 for a second. Take a peek. It says, for in Christ Jesus, Galatians 5.6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith, working 
through love. And if you skip ahead to verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit, many scholars believe the preeminent fruit of the Spirit from which all other fruits flow is love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And then Paul will say the whole law is fulfilled in one word, and that word is love. And so the Galatian believers were struggling with this idea of law and love. They had some people coming along saying, no, you've got to be circumcised to be saved. You've got to keep the law uh, to get saved. But the truth of the matter is we are saved by grace through faith. We're born again of the Holy Spirit. The moment that we believe we are born again, not by a right that we have done, whether it's baptism, whether it's circumcision or something else, we are saved by placing our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. At the moment that you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you haven't done this already, believe on him. The moment that you trust in him, you move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from the power of Satan to the power of God. You're born again by a supernatural divine rebirth that is not dependent on anything other than faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, once we are saved, though, fruits will follow. And that's the section that we've now moved into in the book of Galatians. We've moved into what we might call a very practical section where now what does it mean to be saved? Or we can put it another way. What does it mean to be free? Obviously, freedom is a big topic of discussion right now because we have felt shut in and there's been shut in orders, uh, stay in orders and in uh I guess, different variations in different parts of the world and different states of the United States of America. But for the most part, people have been shut in. And so now freedom has taken on kind of a, it's, it's a more treasured commodity. We could take for granted that we could just jump in the car and go to the beach or jump in the car and go to the gym or go to a restaurant. And now all of a sudden we're like, man, I'm really longing to do some of those things that I used to just take for granted, like, you know, grab my surfboard and go down to the beach or drive up to the mountains or whatever it is, go over to a friend's house and just hang out. Freedom is a very precious commodity. And it is something that uh, I think is becoming more and more important to us now that we have experienced this crisis or this pandemic. And we are seeing some light. Some states reopening, and we, we praise God for that. And we're, we're asking you to pray for wisdom for the churches that we maintain and do what we need to do to uh, honor uh, the governing authorities, and yet uh, we need to also minister the gospel. So we're trying to find that tension, and we could use your prayers, and we appreciate you very much. Uh, I think of, for example, if a, if a prisoner... Uh, we know that some prisoners have been released in the midst of this COVID uh, crisis, and some of those releases have been questionable. But uh, anyway, that's another story. But imagine someone, the prison door opens, maybe they're shocked that they're set free. And a person who sometimes has been so used to a prison cell often says, now what? Now that I'm free, what do I do with my freedom? And I want to put that before you just as a thought uh, should life get back to normal sooner than later, if this pandemic is in the rearview mirror sooner than later, I want you to put this question before you and say, now what? What are you going to go back to? In other words, what are you going to do with your freedom now? Have you learned some lessons in these last weeks and months? 
Have you found a maybe a renewed desire to follow the Lord, to share the gospel, to read your Bible? I want you to be asking that now what question because you're going to be faced with it very soon where now the freedom freedom's door is going to reopen by God's grace and now we're going to ask some questions about what does the church do? And I remember back in 2001 when the 9-11 tragedy happened and prayer meetings swelled and people were excited and church numbers went up just like we've been seeing with Bible sales going up in the last several weeks and, you know, 60, 70, 120% uh, are people saying that the numbers are going up for people who are hungry to hear the Bible and churches are, are, and read the Bible and churches have some, some large numbers of people viewing, but If you're just an audience when this is all over, if you're just a casual observer and and once the door of freedom is open, you just go back to the way that you used to be. If the way that you used to be wasn't honoring to God, then this time, can I be blunt, has been fruitless. But if this time for you has been a time to rediscover your true priorities, to, to understand that all that really matters is faith exercising or manifesting itself in love. If you've said, you know what, when I have an opportunity to go back, I'm going to go back to what's really important, then this time is going to be very fruitful for you and for me. And I know it's a battle. And, and, I, and I know that sometimes, you know, juggling all that comes at us in life is tough. Freedom, he says, Americans tend to think of freedom primarily in political or economic terms. We live in a free country. People will say, or we're living, in quotes, debt-free. Biblically speaking, however, freedom is essentially relational. You're free insofar as you are rightly related to God. Otherwise, you're in moral and spiritual bondage. Slavery to sin, regardless if, uh, of whether you live in the United States or North Korea, the United Kingdom, or Afghanistan, close quote. J- Jesus said, If you abide in my word and my word abides in you, that's how you will know freedom. If if you abide in my word, you will be free. And if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. You can go back and check John 8, 31 through 36. In John 15, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He went on to talk about how abiding in him, John 15, 1 through 5, let me summarize, is the most important thing that a disciple can do. For apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. But abiding in him, you'll bear abundant and abiding fruit. And Jesus said, by this, my father will be glorified. As you abide in the vine, the branch will bear much fruit. Now, for most of you who are listening to this message, as I uh, moved on in Galatians 5 to the uh, deeds of the flesh or the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit, you're like, oh yeah. In fact, our kids watching right now have recently gone through the fruits of the spirit in Sunday school. And many of us could rattle off the fruits of the spirit right now. But the question becomes, how do those fruits appear in our lives? In other words, how are we going to be fruitful with our freedom? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. 
That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Now, for most of you who are listening to this message, as I uh, moved on in Galatians 5 to the uh, deeds of the flesh or the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit, you're like, oh yeah. In fact, our kids watching right now have recently gone through the fruits of the Spirit in Sunday school. And many of us could rattle off the fruits of the Spirit right now. But the question becomes, how do those fruits appear in our lives? In other words, how are we going to be fruitful with our freedom? And I want to take you to a key text. It's in Psalm chapter 1. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. This is one of the parallel passages, main uh, place I want you to think about this morning as we think about fruit. And I was uh, reading through a book just uh, recently, just in the last day or two, and I began to draw a couple of trees. One tree was a tree that's fruitful, and its foundation was Jesus or the Word of God. Uh, You could say the ground underneath the tree and the trunk was the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, from that tree was coming all kinds of fruit like love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And all those things that we desire to see, it's a fruitful tree. Foundation is Jesus or the word of God. The trunk of the tree is the spirit, the life of the spirit going into it. And it, boy, is it bearing fruit. It's captured in Uh, Psalm 1, when it says these words, how blessed is the man or the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, Psalm 1, verse 1, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Now, here's the picture. He will be like, this is a simile, he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields what? Its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, she does, he prospers. There's a prosperity, a biblical prosperity, a biblical fruitfulness in tree number one. And that tree is planted by streams of water. It's got the living water of the Spirit flowing into it. It's got the Word of God as its foundation. This person, this fruitful individual, meditates on the Word of God, how often? Day and night. It's got the flow of water of the Spirit coming in to the root system of the tree, and it begins to blossom. It yields fruit 
in every season of life, whatever it does, it has what we'd call biblical prosperity. It's providing shade to others, fruit to others. It's, it's, uh, it's feeding others. It's medicinal and uh, wonderful. Tree number two is not so good. That tree number two is a person that has built their life on self. You could say self is underneath this tree. You might, if you're an artist, you might want to draw the two trees. And, and you got self and then you got the flesh as the trunk of the tree. And then what comes out of that tree is a bunch of negative fruits. Fruits that are all uh, around self. And, and the fruit on that tree doesn't feed anybody else but self. It doesn't provide shade for anybody else. It's corrupt fruit. It's captured in verse 3 or 4 of Psalm 1. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. That is, they will fall. Nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Two trees, two lives. One fruitful, back to Galatians chapter 5. One bearing all those wonderful fruits that are not even exhaustive, I don't think, in Galatians 5. There could be more mentioned, but they're representative. And another tree, back to Galatians chapter 5, that is fruitless because all it does is focus on that which is self-oriented. And you say, okay, there's the two trees. How do I live my life in a fruitful way? Well, the key is to abide. The key is to stay in the word of God. The key is to let the life of the Spirit flow through you. In verse 13 of Galatians 5, it says, For uh, you were called to freedom. You were called, you could translate this, Galatians 5.13, for the purpose of freedom. God called you to be free. Freedom is your calling. When Jesus called you to himself, he didn't call you to put more weights and burdens on your back, brethren. He didn't call you to end up in some legalistic situation where you walk into a church and so many weights are stacked on your back, you feel like you could never achieve what the expectations are. That's how first century Jews largely felt under the Mosaic law and all the things that have been added to the law. They felt like they could never achieve what was expected of them. They were under burdens and weights. And Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Learn from me. Come to me. See, Jesus removes the weights. He sets a person free. He doesn't want to add burdens into your life. He wants you to be free to serve as we said several months ago now, or at least weeks ago, free freedom is to be free to what you were intended to be. Never was there a person walking the face of the earth so free as Jesus himself. What was he free to do? To honor his father, to serve other people, to sometimes surprise the religious elite with what he did and how he reached out. And he had stern words for hypocrisy, but words of compassion for any lost sheep who was just willing to give him an audience, willing to say, I will listen. I want to know how to find life. Freedom is an opportunity. Freedom has a couple of different doors. It's hard to find neutrality with freedom. You either, you either use your freedom for good or for ill, for others and God, for God and others or for self. 
And you may have noticed that our country has become very divided. And even aspects of the church where people talk about, oh, I'm free, man, so I can do whatever I want. No, freedom is not a license for the flesh. You are called to freedom. Freedom is your calling, brothers and sisters. But you are free to what? Look at the end of 13, brethren. Don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. You could say it this way but to a, for an opportunity to serve one another or through love, serve one another. Freedom becomes an opportunity to serve. On the night before Jesus died on the cross for his bride, his disciples were arguing about which was going to be the greatest. They were constantly bickering about, you know, uh, positioning themselves for the future kingdom and for who would sit on his right hand and left hand. They were even arguing at the Last Supper. And Jesus stooped down, and you remember that in that great act of humility, he washed their feet. And Jesus was trying to convey a message that those who are great are servants of all. The Lord, the living Lord of the universe, the most fruitful person who ever lived, came to serve. He said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. When you and I follow in his train, brethren, we do it by serving one another. And sometimes it's hard to uh, continue to serve. Sometimes you get frustrated. Sometimes you think, well, other people aren't stepping up, so why should I continue to do what I'm doing? Well, here's why. We're a free family, and we model that freedom by serving one another, and people catch the vision of service as they watch it, as they watch it, hopefully, in church leaders, and, of course, modeled in the scriptures by none other than Jesus. You're listening to Freedom's Opportunities, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on walkintruth.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's given a $5 donation to Walk in Truth. You know, it's our mission to equip you with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're hoping that we're giving you the tools to easily explain the Christian faith to your friends, your family, your coworkers, and to see how scripture applies to today's issues, trends, and cultures. Your $5 donations have helped us broadcast on the station you're listening to now and the podcast app you're using too. So to be honest, we're broadcasting on less stations these days, but we hope to change that. We need more monthly partners to help us grow and move forward in our mission. So can you become a $10 a month partner? We're looking to the future and knowing you'll be there with us when the time comes to grow is reassuring. So please become a $10 a month partner today. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we've been talking about how freedom affords us all kinds of opportunities, but this, this idea of loving my neighbor as myself, some of you may be saying, I don't even love myself. I don't even like myself. Well, sometimes we beat up ourselves because we're, we're the hardest critics on ourselves. And, you know, someone once said that, you know, we critique ourselves because truly deep down we do love ourselves, but we're the hardest on ourselves because of expectations or hurts or wounds or whatever it may be. But let's just take it for face value. If you feel like you don't love yourself right now, one of the best things to do 
is just uh, dive into the deep end of God's love. See, the, the more you get the identity of who you are in Jesus, the more you know about his love for you, the more you can appreciate uh, how much he loves you, and that will help you to love others. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. That's the goal. And so sometimes when I'm feeling like I got nothing to give, <laughs> like jokingly, I gave at the office, and, and often I can feel that way, I will pause at my door before I walk through the door at home and say, Lord, love my wife through me. Love my boys through me. Um, I don't have the love to give, but you do. You have endless amounts by the power of your spirit. And so please love other people through me. Hey, that's a great prayer for this, the rest of this week and really the rest of our lives. Lord, Fill me with your love and love others through me. Hey, so appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael. Uh, Tell a friend about what you're hearing. Keep us in prayer. And if you have a prayer request, reach out to us at contact at walkintruth.com. Any prayer request you may have. And remember to trust in Christ. Do it today. If you are not sure that you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ, turn from your sin. Place your trust in Jesus, his death and resurrection, and follow him all the days of your life. And he'll give you true life and true freedom. We'll see you right here tomorrow on the program, Lord willing. God bless you. And one more thing, please follow Walk in Truth Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, because we would love to connect with you. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, 13 through 15, called freedom's opportunities. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.